till these set is finished We'll never stop, we'll never quit We'll never drop, till it's over with We'll never stop, we'll never quit We'll never drop, until these set is Good day everybody, good day, good day Whether we're catching you in the morning, getting up Having your morning coffee or breakfast Getting your bones all woke up uh, or we're catching halfway through your day when you are literally just trying to get through, have ran errands or worked through most of your day, blessings, trials, so forth, or you're ending your day, having dinner, spending time with the family, those you care about, winding down after a long day on earth. However, we're catching you. You're tuned in to the Blue Book, presented to you by C-Rip Ministries, and presented to you by your boy Blue. Man, it is halfway exciting to me to see some things starting to cultivate, starting to come back. Now, now let me remind you guys of one thing very important, okay? One thing very important. Sorry about that. One thing very important, okay? And that's we have to still maintain our cleansiness, our awareness, and our awareness. Um, Because no matter how much we open up and how much we social distance and how much we do this and do this, we have no vaccine. We have nothing protecting us on a mainstream level now regardless of your mainstream level and the popular decisions and the doctors or the scientists discoveries we know as believers people of faith and those who trust in God we know that it's a very simple solution to a very complex issue okay those who have weak immune systems those who are elderly those who you know, this, that, and another. It, I mean, it doesn't have to be elderly. It could be a weak immune system if you're a child or mid-age or whatever. Those who haven't taken care of themselves or are in bad health of some sort are compromised health. Yes, it is tough. And yes, you need the, you need to rebuild your immune system. You need to rebuild, rebuild what's going on. But those of us who have strong immune systems, those who take care of ourselves, those who are generally healthy, the, the answer is very simple. Vitamins, nutrients, and cleansiness. You understand? Um, and if you do feel a little sketchy, a little itchy, a little this, that, hit some NyQuil. Hit some over-the-counter meds. Airborne. Anything to help build you. Okay? Because that's what's going to get you through. It's not going to be the emergency room or anything like that. If you do feel ill, take care of yourself, okay? Just because you get a little a little scratchy throat, a little cough, a little sneeze, whatever, doesn't mean you have the coronavirus. I'm going to tell you that right now. This, All this, everyone's dying from the same thing as a bunch of malarkey, okay? You could have a cold, you could have the flu, you could have this, and not even have the, not have COVID-19. COVID-19 doesn't mean you're, it doesn't mean that's the only thing you can get, okay? It's just what's mainstream right now. 
Okay, that's the mainstream sickness. Take care of yourself. Don't be afraid of something you can't see. God has that under control. Be afraid of what you can see. Because you are in control of what you can see. You can't avoid this, avoid that. What you can't see, you can't avoid because you don't know it's there. You have to trust in God. Okay? That doesn't mean that doesn't mean be uh, be non-diligent or non-careful or non-this, non-that. That just means that trust in God that if you happen not to uh, sanitize one time, you're not you're not going to get sick like that. This isn't like that. This is just be be careful. Okay. Anyhow, today's message is all about the word that we all need every day. Regardless of how far in the pit of, of despair you are, or how high on the hog you may be, so to speak, we all need a four-letter word that matters most. H-O-P-E. Hope. Hope is the absolute gasoline behind Christianity and moving forward. Okay? Hope is everything to us. When you have nothing left in your gas tank, theoretically speaking, hope is the only reason you can move to the next level or you can keep pushing. It is the hope that what you do is going to pay off. Okay? A lot of us are living on empty hope, which means that we think we have hope, but we really have no substance at all. Okay? Because, unfortunately, our mind says hope, our heart says nothing. Okay? We're brain trained a lot of the time. Very brain trained. Um, believing that if I just say it, it's going to come true. Sometimes it can be that way. Sometimes you can say stuff in existence. That's why it says be careful of what you say because the devil can hear you. Your language, English language, happens to be the most diverse language in the world. There's other languages, but English is the most popular. So when you speak your words, uh, the, devil can, the devil can hear every language in the world. He can hear everything. He knows everything. But people say, I can speak it into existence. Well, of course you can. You can kill somebody spiritually. Thou shalt not kill. You can kill somebody spiritually, not kill them physically, and the person be dead spiritually for a whole life. What you say and what you do matter. No matter what society tells you. Because, honestly, what comes out of you is what you hibernate in. Okay? Who you hang with is who you become. It's like when they say, Oh, you... You, you remind me of this person, remind me of that person. Somewhere down the line, you've taken some mannerisms and taken some habits and taken some of this, taken some of that, of that person. Me, um, I get the mannerisms of my father. I got mannerisms of my mother because of my mother and my father. I got some of my wife because I live with her and she's my wife, my spouse. But I have characteristics of my grandmother as well as a minister because she was a minister for a very very long time she ran ministry here in Las Vegas and was an ordained reverend for a large amount of time so I picked up on some of her ways of saying doing things um, and you'll notice that 
within my conversations with you if you knew my grandmother you will know how when I speak to you and how I do things that it all kind of goes together anyhow hope is the absolute gasoline behind us moving forward okay so that's our message today as always we are going to do what we normally do uh, excuse me and recite our pledge. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to our Savior from whom kingdom it stands. One Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life, life, liberty to all who believe. Okay, so, hope, we're going to be in our Bibles today, in our wonderful word, we're going to be in Romans, the New Testament, I love the New Testament, the Romans, New Testament, Romans, chapter 5, okay, verse 5, okay, Romans 5, 5, we're going to be in today. Alright, Romans 5 5. So, whether or not you got it on your desktop, laptop, tablet, iPad, iPod, or the good word yourself, however, open it up to Romans 5 5. Okay? And before we get into our word, we always pray over our food, regardless if it's the food off the dinner table that nourishes your body or the food that nourishes your soul, which is the Bible. Either way, we're going to pray over it so God can do what God's going to do and He knows that you're tuned into Him. Okay? So here we go. Father, we thank you. We thank you for it. Let's open the word again. The freedom to be able to read the word and be able to nourish the word into our bodies. Father, we thank you. We ask you to articulate and for us to understand what you want us to say in this message and what you want us to understand. Father, we ask you to lead us, guide us, and direct us in your way, in your word, and let the Holy Spirit flow through the Bible and through the book into the word, like the way you want us to understand it. In Jesus' precious name, I, I pray. Amen. Okay. So, what does Romans 5 5 mean? Paul introduced a challenging idea to the previous verses. Okay. That Christians can use suffering as a cause for rejoicing. Okay, so we don't, you know, we don't, we don't necessarily think that suffering is a rejoicing element, but it can be. Okay, he did not mean by that that anyone should necessarily feel happy or enthusiastic about hard circumstances. We're not trying to tell you, hey, <laughs> when you go through some hard, you should just rejoice. Ah, burning. No, no, we ain't trying to say all that. Okay, instead, those who are saved, who have expressed faith in Christ can declare to ourselves that this suffering is worthwhile basically saying that whatever hardship you're going through if you are a christian or believe in the lord that you're going through that hardship for a reason like a like a like a cleansing or like you're dealing with something for a reason okay that you're dealing with it it provides an opportunity to grow into the people that god is calling us to be so you're basically going through a training camp. If you're going through a hardship, there's a reason for it. Learn something for it, move forward. What it's trying to say. 
He began by showing that suffering produces endurance. It does. Okay. A deeper, longer trust in God. Okay. This produces character, which is we all know that losing or suffering to an certain extent is an actual character builder. That's in psychology. That's in anything you do. Faith is no different. Okay. This is Proust's character, meaning that we are more consistently close to do what God honors or honors God. So we're going to do what honors God because our character building, we're trusting him. Okay. This in turn produces hope because we now see that what we're going through, God has done something with and we get, we're hopeful. Okay. Where we experience growing certainly that our ultimate destiny is an eternity of good in God's presence. So, whatever we're going through, tough times we're going through, we praise God for it, for the training, for the character build, for the perseverance. Because we know that whatever hardship we go through, we will have good times and our ultimate goal is to get to his presence to begin with. Okay? Now, Paul concludes that, uh, the, uh, concludes this chain by saying that our hope will never put us to shame. So, no matter how much people say, oh, why are you hoping for that? Or why are you... Hope will never shame you because hope is is a blind endurance getting to the next spot. So people who don't have hope are going to shame you anyway because they don't believe in the hope. They, they're just dead inside. So when you do it, you're going to get it. But you know that God himself has you covered. So don't even sweat that. Okay. By that, Paul means that our hope will be fully vindicated. Basically meaning that once you get through it and you in the hope helped you get through that circumstance, then they're like, oh man, he did. He did say he had that hope. And you're vindicated. They're like, oh, really? So your hope and your endurance and your push made it. It matters. God will prove you. It vindicates you. Okay. We will never in the end be disappointed for hoping to, re to, to, to receive God's for forever goodness forever you and no matter what you do you will never be let down or be failed and hope in god because god will always provide god will always take care of you that's the evidence of faith you got to have that because you just can't just do it blindly god's got to have something to work with you can't just say okay well let's have hope and it's gonna work it doesn't work that way you got to be in line with god i'm not saying be a sold out you know, uh, theologist, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just having the hope together anyway. Okay? Why, why can believers be so confident about our ultimate destination? How are you so confident you're going to go to heaven? What's, what's, what, what, what is it? Paul's answer reveals that very emotion of God towards us. He, his love has been poured into our hearts in other words, God will always, always, always keep his promises to us because he loves us. You keep a promise because you love the person you promised. You can't promise something to somebody you have no love for because you're going to take that extra mile to make sure you keep that promise. That's why God says don't, don't make promises you can't keep. Because and it's, it's, also, it's also common sense, really, our general sense. You don't make promises you can't keep because in order to keep that promise, you got to have some type of love. You don't, you know, oh, well, I, I did it because I had to. Well, that's, that's a cop-out. That's really a cop-out. You're, you're doing it because you have to. You have no purpose behind the promise. Or who, who, who are you kidding? Who are you trying to fool? You have to have some type of a care 
to do it because you're putting yourself in whether it costs you money or time you're doing something to get that promise fulfilled for the person you promised god doesn't feel that okay so paul's answer okay blah blah blah, 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 blah. god will always always keep promises because he loves us it is not just that god is powerful powerfully able to do what he has promised it is not just that god is good it's because he cares about us you see you have to have a care god cares about us so he's going to reveal he's going to keep his promises okay and he loves us so deeply that each of us actually carries his love inside of us through the holy spirit that makes god's promises powerful indeed so we have that spirit we have that Holy Spirit inside us, okay? That's why for the last few messages I've been pushing so hard on this Holy Spirit topic because that is the absolute tool that shines through us uh, that gives people that that that, that, that uh, reassurance that there, there's a good in us, okay? Yes, I'll say it again. You can believe in God, you can be saved by Jesus, and you can be in, you know, in it reading your bible daily whatever and just be a powerless prayer i can't say powerless but a prayer that doesn't have the holy spirit gusto you're just a basic believer who wants no trouble who just wants to do his thing whatever the case may be and which is perfectly fine that's what you, that's how you want to live your life however how you feel god is is leading you but when you walk around and when you do things and you want to show people that 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 this is the truth and the reality of your life. The Holy Spirit gives that power. Very, very simple. Okay. Finally, Paul adds as almost an afterthought that each person who trusts in Christ has been given God's own Holy Spirit to live inside our hearts. Of course, He lives in, in, in us individually. So... The Spirit is a Spirit in anyone who has the Holy Spirit. It isn't it just, okay, you get the Spirit and He only lives there. It, it, that's very single-minded. The Holy Spirit lives in every single person who's received Him. Okay, and that's the gasoline in our prayers, in our book, in everything, is the Holy Spirit. So, some people, there's a lot of people... Who have a very hard time with the Holy Spirit, like I've been saying in other messages, because the Holy Spirit is the most freeing, unrestricted, uncontrollable power God has. And it's very hard for people to wrap their mind around that concept because when you talk about God and talk about Jesus and talk about those things, nine times out of ten, it's in a religious setting. People don't know how to think about God and Jesus outside of religion. What what people fail to realize is that Jesus was anti-religious. He did not come for the religious. He came for the anti-religious. He sat with the with with the, the needy. He helped the people who had nothing. The re see religious people are know-it-alls, so to speak. Okay, they know everything because they studied, they know all the ins and outs of the Bible, they go to school for this, and they have these rules that are set that you have to obey in order to please God, or at least they think that's the way it goes. Okay, Jesus knew he couldn't reach them because they already have the, the, the education, the education's already there, you see. 
the education without faith and without the spirit is meaningless. I don't care how many doctrines and masters you have in theology. If you do not have the Holy Spirit inside you, you don't have the ghost in you, then it's meaningless because all education, okay? You can sit on a throne, you can sit on a chair, you can sit anywhere you want, a high seat, and you will, yeah, this guy has the education. He's a smart cookie. Well, great, you're a smart cookie, but have you been through certain things? Have you been through this and been through that? Do you, can you give me knowledge on these particular situations? Can you give me wisdom that you've been through it and you found different nuggets of gems that are wisdom that can help me understand the path better? Chances are, no, because you spent your whole life in the book and not living, okay? Christianity is 90% knowledge and wisdom, 10% education, because this, this book here isn't even an education. This book here, this wonderful, wonderful book here is just a reference piece to live life for Christ. Christ wants you to be, God wants you to be in prayer. He wants you to be serving. He wants you to be doing other things. This is just for you to get the nooks and crannies or wisdom to get past. If you have a question, get in it. This is not meant to cover to cover because it isn't a full book to begin with. There's 66 books in this thing. It's a library in one book. That's what this really is. This isn't one book recover to cover and you know everything. That is the most malarkey statement possible. This is to be read piece by piece like we do, message by message, and letting God speak to you. That's what this is supposed to do. So when the hope comes in, you can reference. Now, yeah, it is important to memorize scriptures and I know where you're going. You know, I can, my book has, my Bible has no tabs or anything in it. So I'm not a baby Christian or, uh, you know, on milk. I know my Bible. I know where things are at. I can go to it pretty quickly. I've been at this for a while. So, you know, this is a practice. If you don't master Christianity, you don't master it. You don't, if you think you can master a religion, happy to you. Go for it. But there is no mastering Christianity. Christianity is a daily practice because we not only take this word and read it and get the knowledge from it, but we got to go out in that world and live it. We got to go out there and do our best we can. And we're going to fail. Nine to the ten, we're going to fail. Because we're human. That's the way it works. But his burden is easy and his yoke is light. That means that what we go through out there is not as tough as it would be if we didn't have him. And if we did, if we by having him, unlike those who don't have him, we have a source to be able to go to to help us get through it. Rather than going, oh man, I'm by myself, man, I have nobody in my life, man. Uh, you know, this is tough stuff, man. You gotta go to a counselor, you gotta go to a shrink, you gotta go to whatever to get your mind straightened up because you can't figure it out because you don't have God. Okay? When you have God, you have a source to go to. You have prayer, meditation, you have the word, you have just talking to him. Just talking to him. Why do you think the veil was cracked to be torn to begin with when Jesus 
died on the cross, the, the veil of religion was torn. People have no understanding of this because they think it's when you talk about God, it's religion. It is not religion. When Jesus died on the cross, that veil of religion was torn right in half. That's why when you see movies and you see the religious folks, all the big time priests and everything, they see that, that veil torn, <clears throat> they knew that, that was God. Because no one else can tell no one else can tell that. God's the only one that can tell it because that's the veil between the holy of holies and not the holy. That is where you go to talk to the holy. When it got torn in half and opened up, they knew right then and there they killed the Son of God. Or the Son of God was gave his life. They knew that that was over. Talk to him. He's there for you. That's what this is about. Okay? So finally, Paul adds an almost an afterthought that each person who trusts in Christ has been given God's own Holy Spirit in their hearts and at our being. That may be the most powerful benefit Paul has mentioned, that we all... That, that he will talk more about it in our thoughts. Of course, God knows what we're thinking. Straight up. Okay? God knows what we're thinking. Straight up. So, hope. Let's go to our books. Alright. Romans 5.5. 5. Alright? I'm in the Amplified. That's what makes that that's what I eat for my spiritual food. It helps me. Whatever version you have. If you have a version that's different than mine, email. If we don't talk about it, email it. 8LU8OK at gmail.com. It'll be in, in be all over the place on these on these recordings and so forth. Just email us the version that you read. Um, because it's very, very important that, you know, we cover it. I, I read I go over like thirty different versions of this thing. So, and if I don't mention it, it's because it says the same thing. I'll let you know, though. I, I, I'm pretty good about that. So, let's see. Romans 5.5. 5, what does it say? Such hope never disappoints or deludes. means changes or gets caught up. Deludes. Just, ugh. Or shames us. For God's love has has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been who who has been given to us. We go back to the same thing we've been going over in previous messages. The Holy Spirit has been given to us. God the Father, Son at the right hand, the Holy Spirit's been brought down. So we have something to hold on to. Holy Spirit is the hope in us. That we can cling on to the Holy Spirit, bring Him inside, and we can use that power to be able to do things. Pray, read, and other things. That is what it is. People are like, well, you know, I don't you know, I don't believe in all that crazy Holy Spirit stuff. What are you talking about? <clears throat> well, you know, this, that, and another. Um, I'm sorry that human theatrical uh, elements have persuade you not to want to be in the Holy Spirit sorry for that uh, I think that's probably one of the most common comments I get when talking about the Holy Spirit is people are 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 traumatized by others over excessiveness theatrical presentations over the top stuff uh, uh, actions of the Holy Spirit one thing you must understand okay yes there are a lot of people out there who are very theatrical and, and very over the top of the Holy Spirit 
But for someone who, for my, speaking on myself and someone who has been in that position and have been in revivals and been in different things when the Holy Spirit moves, I'm going to tell you right now, sometimes it is something you can't control. Sometimes your body just loses it and you just do whatever it is that God's got you doing. Believe it or not, it really is regardless because the Holy Spirit is what religion hates. Because the Holy Spirit is everything religion isn't. Okay, that's why there's so many different gods and saints and everything in religion. Because they can't find that right combination. There's no combination to the Holy Spirit. It's just that. It's a free, uncontrolled entity that moves inside everybody. And when God gets control of it, it does this thing. And you can't control it. And religion hates it. Because it can't control it. Religion is all about control. You see what I'm saying? So when they try to com do combinations of saints and different gods and all this other stuff and different rules, they're trying to come. They're trying to find that combination that makes life holy. Go to him. Go to them. Go to this. Go to that. And when all you have to do is go to God, get the Holy Spirit inside you. Life is better. It's not a cakewalk, people. It's not going to be easy. But when when is like. People are like, well, you know, I don't want to do it because it ain't an easy walk. Well, no crap, it is an easy walk. What do you expect it to be? We live in a very evil world. We live in very evil times. We have the flesh to deal with, our temptations, our, our all this stuff. What do you want it to be? A cakewalk? It can't be. You can't even cakewalk your own life without God. God forbid you, you. People living without God, man, I am shocked you are still here. I am shocked that you are literally, that's why you spend so much dang money in, in counselors and in gyms and all this stuff to get yourself fit because you have to. You have to put your mind somewhere. It ain't in God. But those who believe in God, I'm not saying people who believe in God don't go take care of themselves because that's not, that's not, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that people who don't have God have to find ways to occupy themselves in other ways and other things. And they over excess on certain things because they don't have that Holy Spirit. And those people who are religious and crazy religious, those people, oh Lord, you can't, you can't, you can't even give them the wink without them flipping out. All right, do this right here. Oh yeah, that, whoa, God forbid. God forbid you put on something that's not religious in, in music or religious in video or something like that. Boy, they have you all flipping out. How do you live that way? I understand protecting your spirit. I understand protecting those around you if you want to. I, I understand censorship to a certain degree because not everyone is capable of being free. But I want to be free. I want to believe, believe freely. I want to help people. And I want to be there for people freely. I want the Holy Spirit to do what the Holy Spirit is going to do because it's not me. It's only through me so the Holy Spirit works in certain ways that's the truth of it so I don't want that restriction I don't want somebody where you have to do this well no if God don't tell me to do it I ain't doing it period how about that how does that grab you well you know you have to do this be educated here and be educated there and have this knowledge and that knowledge bro I've been in ministry for over 25 years years of my life I started in 1994 I was born again in 94 took responsibility for my actions in 95 went to Tijuana in 95 
for a weekend, learned what it's like to really rough it, and went through a lot of pain there, came back and graduated high school, and been walking this walk off and on, mostly on, since. If I need a piece of paper to tell me that I know God, then it, that may never happen. I know God. I know what He is. I read it. I I, I talk about it. I, I make music regarding it. I don't have to prove to you by paper that I know God. You know me about my fruit, my, the fruits of my labor. That's all you got to know. And yes, I've walked on the dark side a few times. I've been an artist of darkness. Okay? And it's not because I was losing faith. It's because I wanted to talk about that. I wanted to discuss what it was like to be on the dark side but still have faith. And people misconstrued it. People thought that that was, oh, that was, you know, you're turning into a demon or you're doing demonizing things or you're you're doing things of negativity. Well, listen to my music. Do you hear negativity in that? No, you don't hear any demonicness in it. I never use any type of wicked or any type of crazy seances or anything in my stuff. God was always there. I just wanted to talk about certain things that people don't talk about. And it causes a lot of rift because people thought, well, you're a minister. You've been, you know, you're better in the spirit. Well, yeah, but I'm still in the spirit. I just didn't talk about God like you thought I should. I just talked about God on that level. I expressed myself in a darkness way because I wanted to bring light to the darkness. But that that wasn't good enough. People just people just took that totally wrong. You're 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 all about horror. Well, you call it what you want to call it. I was expressing myself in that way because how I felt. And I was indulging something. Now, yes, if I can't do it for the glory of God, I don't want to do it. This is the bottom line. If God isn't glorified in some way, shape, or form in what I'm doing, I am not going to do it. Uh, because it doesn't line up with my beliefs. And I am sold out to the Lord. So, cut it how you want to cut it. Alright, so. Anyway, such hope never disappoints. Okay? Or deludes or shames us. You'll never be shameful by having hope. I don't care what anybody says. You're not going to be shameful by having hope. For God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Bottom line. Okay. So, let's check this out. NIV version says this. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Okay, English Standard Version, ESV says, And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. KJV says, And hope maketh not shame because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given to us. The, you notice that the, K, the, the New King, or the King James Version constantly uses Holy Ghost because back in the day, that is the best reference. They didn't call it a spirit, they called it a ghost because it was more mythical. It wasn't just a spirit. It was mythical. People didn't, people looked at it as a, you know, a mythical entity. Oh my gosh, I'm, because the Holy Spirit isn't a person, it's a spirit. It's a, it's a, it's an entity of so, sort. So people are like, okay, it has to be a ghost because it's illusioned. So the KJV talks about ghosts a lot because that back then that's what people re best referred it to as. 
the NASB says, And hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has given to us. And the, the NLT says, And this hope will not lead to disappointment for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Nice, That's, that's a nice way to put it. CSB says, The hope will not disappoint us because God has been poured out God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has given to us. I like the best. The NLT was the best one. I like it best. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know the, the how dearly God loves us, because He has given us the Holy Spirit to fill in our hearts with His love. I like that's my favorite verse. Way of putting it so far. Okay, let's see. Okay, America's American N A S B. Uh, same thing the message Bible okay in alert expectancy such as this we're never left feeling shortchanged quite the contrary we can't round up enough containers to hold everything God generously pours into our lives of the Holy Spirit that's pretty good overfloweth hope is overfloweth fantastic way of putting it love that one let's see okay King James Version back to the Holy Ghost. Uh, mm -hmm. Jubilee Bible, same thing. Hebrews names version. Kind of hard to read all that. It's just some weird words in that one. Can't pronounce it. I don't know that language. Um, new the new use the new good news translation says this hope does not disappoint us for God has poured His love into our hearts by means of the Holy Spirit, who God gifted to us. It's good. Not bad. Let's see here. Going through all these translations, trying to find something that's different. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. Everything seems to be about the same so far. Okay, the third millennium Bible says, And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost who is given up unto us. Okay, so, so the, the third millennium Bible talks about the Holy Ghost as well. That's not bad. That's good stuff. Same stuff, same stuff, same stuff, same stuff. Okay. New Century Version. And this hope will never disappoint us because God has poured out His love to fill our hearts. He gave us His love through the Holy Spirit whom God has given to us. Not bad. I think it's really wordy. Okay, so if there's any version that I've missed in all of this, which I'm not sure if I have, but if I've missed any version that you may have uh, have <clears throat> that I didn't read or didn't go over in some way, shape, or form, please email me. 8lu8ok at gmail.com. Let us know what version it is, and I will look it up, and I will definitely add it to our 30 or 35 or whatever versions of the Bible that we read or we go over to see if there's any differences in translation. Very important stuff. Um, we get as much as we can okay so in summary um, Romans 5 begins by describing some of the benefits that's that come with being declared righteous by God's by God because of our faith in Christ okay we have peace with God and we stand in his grace God versus Christ's expense we rejoice both in the hope of God's glory in our temporary suffering suffering is temporary God's glory is forever 
we have hope that we will not disappoint because God has already pr proved his love for us. Paul then compares the work of a Adam in bringing sin and death into the world with the work of Christ in dying for sin in order to, to offer God's free gift of grace to all those who believe. So basically what he's saying is that if it wasn't for Adam's sin that brought death and sin in, that we wouldn't have a Christ. We wouldn't know the love of Christ, which is obviously the truth. I mean, without that sin, we, we wouldn't know the truth about that. Okay? But this is the main thing that I want to get across on this message. Okay? Always have hope. Okay? Hope through God. Hope for the new day. Hope that we get through this. Now, hope has nothing to do with government or has nothing to do with establishments. Hope has to do with you, your inner peace, and God, Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Hope is what fuels the Holy Spirit. You have hope, Holy Spirit gets you through it, guides you, leads you, directs you. It's pretty simple, okay? So don't think that trusting in the government and all its crazy directions it leads your mind into because every time you watch it, something new pops up that has contrary uh, advantages to the previous day or the day, week after, week before, whatever. Um, only thing we really truly have to, 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 to anchor on is God. Okay, and I don't mean just believing in God, I mean literally putting it to action and letting being letting Jesus be the example of following and letting the Holy Spirit guide you. Now it's not easy. All of us have our trials and tribulations, but we go back to the same thing we've gone back to several times over again, and that's just being faithful, okay? <clears throat> it's cool to be funny. It's cool to be, you know, having fun in the spirit. It's fun to do these things, but at the end of the day right now, we're living in some tough times, and it's not going to get any easier. So the more you trust and rely on God, the more life is going to be in your back pocket, okay? Father, I thank you. I thank you, Father, for this message. I thank you for hope. I thank you for the evidence of hope. And I ask, Father, that you bless everyone that's listening and watching this podcast, Father. You do what you do in their lives. Bless them, lead them, guide them, and direct them in your ways and your word. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Well, check out our station. Fantastic. All inspirational. Um, inspiring sounds, urban artistry. That's uh, Unity Radio, umolv.com, umolv.com, umolv.com. Great music all the time, 24 hours a day, doesn't change. Um, definitely got to check it out, definitely got to gotta hear it. You have requests, same thing, all this information is on the website. Fear, respect God. Follow Jesus. And let the Holy Spirit flow through you like a Russian river. Until next time. Until next time. Until next time. <laughs> Jesus. Strong. We'll never quit. We'll never drop. Till it's over with. We'll never stop. We'll never quit. We'll never drop. Until he said it's finished. Yeah. Yeah. Thought that was it, right?